everybody and welcome to this week's edition of This Woman Can. I am your host, women's leadership development expert, Janice Sutherland, and it is my passion to help women become impactful leaders and create more wins in their life. Now, we are continuing our focus on young women in leadership. Uh, my guest this week is Rihanna Patterson. TEDx speaker, curator, and host, Rihanna is a multi-award-winning global TEDx speaker, change maker, and founder of Dominica Dementia Foundation. Having found a youth-led charity at 19 after the passing of her grandfather in 2013, she was awarded the Queen's Young Leader Award in June 2017. And yeah, she's an all-round, well-accomplished young lady. So Rihanna, welcome to This Woman Can. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's really nice to be here. Fantastic. Thank you so much. for Thank you so much for joining us. So I wonder if you could tell us before we kick off, Rihanna, a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, definitely. So as you said, it all started um, when my grandfather passed with dementia because I was kind of like exploring. I was in that exploring stage, looking at different careers and so on, and what degrees would fit the career that I'm um, kind of moving towards. Yes. So when he passed away, I took an interest in psychology. So I went to um, go on to study psychology um, in college. And then I took a year out just to focus on um, establishing and running this organization. And then after that, um, I went on to study psychology at university okay. and then I've landed a marketing um, career now so yeah it's been like up and down up and down but yeah it's been quite thrilling and you know very rewarding experience and journey so far. Okay so tell us a little bit about the foundation the Dementia Foundation. Yeah so we're a youth-led dementia charity so we raise awareness of dementia we support families and caretakers and we also facilitate research towards dementia and um, during COVID we've seen a lot of people come to us so right. we've actually established a virtual dementia support group so every yeah. Sunday we get families in the UK and in Dominica just coming to speak about their experience we've also got a psychologist on board just in case you know things get a bit you know intense and emotional um, so there's the psychology support there um, and then we also have the Dementia Friends program. So I was trained by Alzheimer's Society UK to become a Dementia Friend champion. And I also was the project coordinator for the Dominica Dementia Friends program, right. um, which is within the Dementia Foundation. So basically we kind of um, provide dementia trainings to different sectors. So it can be right. for one-to-ones, groups, corporates. Um, we've done a lot of dementia trainings for care homes in Dominica and things like that. So okay. yeah, we do quite a bit advocacy and support with families in care homes as well. So, so you're in the UK currently? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you make that link with, with Dominica? Um, there's different Dominican communities here in the UK, even though we're quite small, we do yeah. have little um, communities where we can engage and make that pathway between the UK and Dominica as well. Right. I actually um, started off a, a Dominican community for young people called Dominica Youth UK with my friend. Okay. So in that little community, we've got like different people with different skill sets, different um, interests. 
that also find an interest in the foundation as well. Yeah. Um, so we use that as a pathway. We got um, relationships with DASA, you know, we, we made relationships with Duca and things like that. Um, so that is how we kind of have that linkage together. Right. And, you know, um, I also created relationships in the Dominica Hive Commission as well. Um, we've done work together and things like that. So, yeah. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. So a young lady with a lot of, with a lot on her plate. So how, what would you describe, Rihanna, as one of your biggest challenges? And when you're faced with those or when you're faced with it, how do you overcome it? I think hmm, my biggest challenge, I think right now, personally, is developing my personal brand. I wouldn't say it's a challenge, but it's just I'm in the early stages of doing that. So I'm just learning on learning connecting and things like that okay. um, I think what for the organization it would probably be funding um, right. there's always been a challenge when it comes to funding getting the right funding for different projects and things that we want to do so we have a lot of great ideas but yeah. without funding you can never really yeah. see those through so yeah funding has been um, a challenge for us right and on a personal level in your career when you're faced with a challenge when you're faced with it is there been one big challenge personally you faced and how you overcame that and the lesson you learned from it I think personally, um, whilst at university, my grandmother passed away right. and um, it was a lot because that was on the first day of exams. So mm -hmm. I went down to Dominica to support my mom and, you know, I didn't really have time to grieve. And then mm -hmm. I came back um, in August. So she passed away in May, came back in August, did the exams and things like that. But it was a lot of, you know, I don't really want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm tired and things like that. So it wasn't really doubt, but it was just in a phase of fatigue and tiredness yeah. or feeling overwhelmed yeah. and those kind of things. But I just had to keep through and just recognize that this is just something that will pass. You know, it's just something I need to, I have to go through. Unfortunately, yeah. we all, we all have to experience death at some point. Um, and it's something that we don't really talk about, but when yes. it happens, yeah, it is a lot to deal with. Right. So it was just kind of, keeping close to my faith, um, you know, in those um, difficult periods and just remembering that this too will pass and there's something great on the other side of this. But yeah, it was a lot of courage building myself up and just giving myself motivational talks and <laughs> engaging with my friends and family to make sure to, to stay sane and, yeah. and get through this time. Yeah, it's just having really having that strong support network. And then, as you said, knowing that it's a temporary thing but, and, and looking for the resources that you need to help you overcome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So Rihanna, so far you've been pretty successful in what you've done and you seem to have a lot on the plate, like I said, but how has failure made a positive difference in your life? Everybody always focuses on success, but failure, you know, we all experience it. So how have you turned that into a positive or made, or made it a success in your life? I think there's a lot that we can learn from failure than success. So you're completely right when it comes to that. I think I've failed many times in my life um, with the career choices and things like that. So let me see if I can think of an example. Um, okay, so right now I'm currently crowdfunding to produce a documentary film on dementia, yeah. but it's really yeah. test and scale. Um, so right now it's just, I think, shy over 2,000 pounds, but mm -hmm. the goal 
is not really as close to the goal, but I wouldn't see it as failure. I would just see it as, you know, what it is. You know, I, I don't think it's failure, but there is much more I could have done. Um, and it's, I just take it as a learning curve. Like with every day, I just take it as a learning curve. What can I do now? Um, just kind of reviewing and reflecting yeah. the approach that I take because yeah. whatever results we get is because of our output and input as well. Um, and then sometimes it's not us, sometimes it's just different um, external factors. So yeah, yeah not taking yeah. it personal and just learning from it right. overall. Yeah, and it can be difficult not to take it personally because especially, I suppose, where, where the subject that's so um, near and dear to you, you know, that I, I, I could figure that could be quite tough and think, you know, why doesn't anybody else want to support yeah. what I'm doing? Yeah, so thank, thank, you, for share, thank you for sharing that. So, um, Rihanna, and I'm going to say in your short life because it's not as long as mine, um, if, you, <laughs> if, you had, if you had to start over from scratch, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? I'd start building my community as soon as possible. That is something I definitely should have done since the jump, since I started the foundation, start working on my personal brand, start working on community for the foundation and try to also separate myself as a personal brand as well, because you can build yourself up for for years and then that's what you'll be known as. So every time someone sees you, hears content about you, they'll think, okay, this is because of this and not because of something else so I I kind of think you should build yourself as a a multifaceted person and don't just categorize yourself as one thing because you won't always work on one project forever you will always have different interests different ideas different initiatives that you want to produce Um, and then if you don't have a community then when you always have all these great projects, there's no one to support you. There's no one to push your work. There's no one to vouch for you um, and things like that. And I think having your own community also helps you to grow and you can share and people can build and it can be a very um, well-rounded, fruitful community. So I think building your community, once you already started at least one initiative, I think it's time to, to build your community and personal brand when you have multi different titles and projects going on so and 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 that's very poignant what you're saying because I recently did um a whole workshop around multi-generational leadership leading teams Mm. teams of different ages and what you find was that maybe somebody from my era from my age baby boomer um we you know the focus quite often was one career or traditionalist was one career for life and one job now with the younger generation right. millennials gen zers it's more about portfolio portfolio careers because um you have yeah. one line of one line of one line of career you want to pursue but you may have multifacets or different organizations you're not loyal to an organization you're loyal to your career and there's a mm-hmm. huge difference there so as you said having that individual brand i think not many people realize that you are a brand. It's not just an organizer. It's not just an organization. You are a brand. And what you put out on social media, how you present yourself, what you say, it's all there in prosperity. It's all there for people to look at you and, and, and as you say, make a judgment as to who as to who you are. Yeah. Absolutely. If people don't know who you are, then they don't know how you can support them or what services you can provide. So if yeah. you do public speaking, but you're always known as the founder, the CEO, the CEO of something else, then people won't really 
think of you firsthand when they're looking for someone mm -hmm. to speak at their event or workshop and things like that. So yeah, if you're definitely looking to pursue that as a career, you might want to kind of figure out how you want to present yourself and what three key words you can use to describe yeah. yourself overall with everything that you do. Excellent, excellent. So Rihanna, how do you navigate confidence issues? Oh, <laughs> so that's quite interesting because I was, I grew up shy um, and I would say that I'm still not an extrovert. I'm in the middle, even when it comes to public speaking and workshops and things like that, I still get jitters. Like with my TEDx talk, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> like I wanted to do it and then I got to the event and I was just like, all right, I'm ready to go home now. I 100% don't want to be here. So I think it just, you need to realize your potential. Okay, you need to understand that you're here for a reason, you are at this point because of what you've done. So even if you feel like you're not confident and you're not a confident person, you just have to look at your progress. And I think even the, in the workshop that I did um, this week on personal development um, at a university in, in the UK, I think it's very important that we document things so we have a clear vision and a clear, clear idea of our progress and our journey of where we are and where we want to go. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's just understanding your potential and your, your ambitions, who you are as a person. And then that can also take away the disbelief. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I, I work with a lot of women who, ch who have challenges with, with confidence at times. And I like what you said there, because one of the things I do for my own thing, I have what I call a hooray file. So it's on my laptop and it's just anything good happens. I throw it in that. I throw it in that folder. Oh. So when I'm having those little wobbles, a little self-doubt, I go back and said, yeah, you did that. Yeah, that's what you did. Come on, stop, you know, stop it because you've already done this. You know, so I have that little folder and I keep it there and just drop stuff in for me to visit. It could be anything, podcasts, you know, articles, web links, but just something that remind me that, you know, you've come this far, like, like, like you said, like you said. So, so Rihanna, share with us or share with the listeners, what advice would you share with any young women embarking on their leadership journey? I think I would say seek a mentor okay. immediately because it's something that I've been mentored by various people for different things. Like I've got a film mentor, I've got someone helping me for my personal brand. Um, sometimes you just might need someone to just have a look at, you know, have a social media audit, just see where you could maybe develop your engagement, your content and things like that. So yeah, definitely seek a mentor for what you do. They'll always have someone that knows more than you. Mm -hmm. And I think it will save you a lot of time and a lot of money trying to figure it you know what you're doing on your own when there's actually someone has gone through the journey and they're ready willing to help you so yeah mentorship is very important having that wholesome community and and mentors that can support you for different things yeah. is very valuable yeah. Yeah. now i know a lot of people sometimes can struggle with actually you know getting hold knowing how to approach a mentor and you you spoke about being a introvert extrovert in the middle in the middle of earth um yeah. so what when you set up your mentors what maybe a couple of tips you would give and other young women looking looking look, hoping to get a mentor to approach somebody to be a mentor for them i think it's definitely knowing what you want to get out of the mentorship for sure so that you don't waste each other's time um i, I would say look for a mentor based on your needs based on the services that you're trying to develop 
or if it's personally, yeah, look at your, your personal needs and, and what you need um, in, in that time. I think, yeah, it, it kind of just depends a case by case basis, really. Um, when it comes to seeking mentorship for me, I don't know. It's just, it just happens for me. <laughs> Apparently, like um, I was involved with the Princess Trust and they kind of men mentioned um, they got some mentors and so on for films. And I, I was just like, okay, well, I do film as well. And then they match me with the mentor that they had for the, for the film projects and things like that. Um, but when it goes to outsourcing, I would just say, just kind of draft a, a letter saying who you are, what you do, and then um, what you're looking for. And right. then that way you could maybe have a follow-up call or something to kind of gauge if this is the right match for you. Yeah. Because yeah. you shouldn't just go for any mentor. You should go for something, you know, specific. They can help you. They can take you on that journey. Right. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. So, and, and you come across as very goal-orientated. Um, because Thank you, know, you. You, you, you've logged out. You know what you need to do. You, you know what you need to do. But what do you think holds some women back from going for their goals? I think the what ifs, definitely, because mm -hmm. they definitely hold me back. Like, so what if this, this doesn't work? So what if, you know, the what ifs really hold you back? Um, I think something else would just be, yeah, the disbelief, like, am I capable of this? Yeah. Is this something that I really want to do? Um, can I see myself doing this long term? Is this something that will last and things like that? So, yeah it's really the doubts and the what ifs that can right. really hold someone back. Um, and then maybe not having the experience um, would also form into a doubt. Oh, I don't have experience for this. I don't have a degree. Mm -hmm. I don't have mm -hmm. a community mm -hmm. um, and things like that. But you have to start somewhere. Yeah. So once you start, then you start getting those things on the go whilst you're learning yeah. or you wait until you feel that you're ready. Yeah. But that can be at any time as well. So yeah. just definitely have a timeline of you're going to do this by this time. You, you, you're going to get the resources. You've got the people. You're going to contact them at this time, this deadline. So it's having a very clear structure as to where you're going, what's your next steps. Right, right. And when a what if comes around and slaps you in your face, Rihanna, what do you do? So when I say what if, I just feel like, but what if it actually works? And then this, <laughs> these are the results. <laughs> and I feel like if you don't do it, then you will never know. So yes. if you say, oh, okay, you know, I'm not doing this because what if this happens? Yeah. Then that's lost opportunity. You know, you might mm -hmm. as well try because it could fail. It could succeed. If it fails, you learn from it. If it succeeds, yeah. you continue forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely always an opportunity to learn. So I would say just go for it, Absolutely. no matter what the results is. Absolutely. Because we have, I mean, it's amazing because we have a 50-50 chance of it going going wrong or going right. But we always yeah. focus on the we always focus on the wrong. You know, yeah. that, that that's our go-to. But you know, for, like like you say, um, what ifs? I I'm I'm the case, I don't want to shoulda, woulda, coulda. <laughs> that's me I don't want to have that so that's what pushes me because I'm not gonna you know I don't want to get should you know I should have done that I could have done that you know I would have done no that's that's not in that's not in my remit so like you said just get on just get on with it you know and Absolutely. You, you never know what's gonna be this other other side and it can be positive as I'm concerned exactly and even saying try because my friend was just like I, I hate that word try I was just like what are you talking about they're like yeah Rihanna if you say try 
it means that you're not going to do it. <laughs> so you have to say, I am going Don't to, you have to put yes. the intention in. If yeah. you say try, yeah. it's kind of like 50-50 as well. Yeah. And that leads us quite nicely on to um, share with, share, uh, my question, sharing, share with us a success quote or a mantra that you use and why it's meaningful for you, Rihanna. Um, so I think for me as a Christian, uh, the Bible verse Proverbs um, 3.6, which would say like the, like Lord, the God will um, guide your paths. So that kind of means that um, God will just guide your paths. He will direct your paths. So whatever you do, he will be there guiding you through. And I think that was a very powerful um, Bible verse. And there was one that I discovered recently, um, Proverbs 16, 18, which would say your gifts um, will make room for you. And right. I thought that was very powerful as well. Yeah. So it just basically says that, you know, no matter what, if you're working towards something, your gifts will make room for you. Yeah. And I thought that was very powerful. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So a tough question here. Really, really tough question. What advice would you give to your teenage self? I would say believe in yourself. <laughs> Simple as that. Because <laughs> I was that shy. I, I didn't want to... Um, you know being the forefront of anything i would rather yeah. do the work but not be the the head and the front of it so yeah just believe in yourself you can be anyone you can do anything that you want to once you're very hard working and determined to get things done you right. know your gifts will make room for you so yeah, yeah. excellent excellent so so rihanna describe to me oh sorry should i say what are the three things you've learned about yourself during your career so far I think I'm a very passion and driven person. I would okay. like to consider that. Um, and that's not something I would have considered in my, like, what, when I was 13, 12 or something like that. It's just something, yeah, I was very shy, very timid. Um, so, yeah, I have the ability to be driven and motivated and I'm capable of a lot of things. Um, I would also say I've also discovered different interests about me. So um, I'm not just interested in mental health, but I also have an interest in sustainability. So that's been quite interesting to explore and things like that. Um, I would also say I'm a good um, communicator and connector now because I have a lot of people in my network from different backgrounds, different mm -hmm. interests. So I always look out for people that, you know, if someone's quite interesting and, you know, I have someone in my network that would probably be like benefit from the connection, then I'll connect them as well. Mm, thank you. Now, something you said there about you being um, very shy and being very shy and timid. And I've heard that from a number of young women I've, wor I've worked with um, over the past 12 months. So how did you navigate that? How did you, or, or if at all, how have you overcome or navigate your, 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 your shyness? I think it's just about finding my voice. So to find your voice, you have to use your voice. So that's what I've been doing, public speaking, um, speaking on social media, live videos, and, you know, just getting myself out there, getting myself outside of my comfort zone has been really influential. Um, I also did Toastmasters, so that really helped with my public speaking because, you know, we say, um, uh, that, yeah. but, and yeah. all these fillers. <laughs> and it kind of, um, so there you go. I said, um. <laughs> so it kind of <laughs> reduces the credibility of the speech sometimes, or you just kind of get lost in it. So yeah. I try not to say that, but you know, if it does happen, 
I don't knock myself down because of it, because I am human. So we will mess up in speeches and things like that, but that doesn't take out the credibility and value of what we're saying. Right. So, yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for that. So my last couple of questions, last couple of questions, get out of the hot seat. <laughs> Where would we typically find you on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m.? 10 a.m. These days, I'm usually trying to just do, you know, very minor duties, trying to work on my personal brand and things like that. So I would actually be on my computer, but I try to stop before 12 o'clock. Right. So if it's, yeah, if it's a weekend, I would try and stop work after before 12. Yeah, before 12. And then I have the rest of the day to do whatever. Yeah, fabulous, fabulous. And lastly, what does success feel like to you? I think success, wow. <laughs> success <laughs> is um, doing what you love, your passions. I mm-hmm. think that's what it means for me. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much for that. So that was my last official question. But if anybody would like to connect you, know more about what you do, how can they how can they do that? I think they can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Yeah, just reach out, just say, hi, I'd like to connect with you and we can take it from there. Okay, what are your handles? Uh, For Instagram, it's Rihanna Patterson underscore. For Twitter, it's Rihanna Patterson. And uh, LinkedIn is Rihanna Patterson MBPS. Fabulous. I'll be sure to put those in the show notes. If anyone wants to connect with you, they can do so. And if they'd like to find anything more about the foundation, how would how can they do that? The website? Yeah, we've got a website. So it's dominicadementiafoundation.org. Fantastic. So that was my last question officially, Rihanna. Thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview. Um, As I said, I'm having great fun interviewing some of these up and coming young leaders. And one of the things that stood out for me there when I was speaking to Rihanna was how she said she had to, she advised to use your voice to find you, to find your voice. And she spoke about how introverted she sometimes is when it comes to meetings. Now, research has shown that people who speak up early and often in meetings are often seen as leaders, even when they're wrong. And you've probably seen this in action for self because you've seen other people speaking meetings and you might be thinking, what are they saying? What kind of rubbish are they talking about? But their ideas get implemented or even worse, they articulate your ideas. Even if they credit you, they're still remembered and forever associated with the idea, not you. So speaking up in meetings, speaking up for yourself, finding your voice is is essential to enable you to be seen as a leader, to get credit for your ideas, to progress your career. Now, extroverts have an advantage when it comes to speaking up in meetings. I'm quite quite an extrovert. And Rihanna said she was very much an introvert. But as an introvert, you can actually make valuable contributions to meetings. It's just a matter of going about it in a more considered and thoughtful way. So in the next week, what we're going to do is tackle some of those areas that you can use to find your voice, how you can speak up in meetings as a young leader and how you can position yourself in the right, um, be seen the right light when it comes to meetings as a young leader. 
And if you're looking for more helpful advice, more hints, tips on how you progress your leadership career, don't forget you can still sign up for the Lead Hership Matters newsletter. Head over to my website, JaniceSutherland.com to subscribe and to secure your spot in the five days to elevate your career challenge coming up in a couple of weeks. So don't forget, head over to JaniceSutherland.com for more details. As ever, it's been a delight to have you on the podcast this week. And remember, if I can, you can, this woman can. Take care until next time.